to Inspirational Journeys, a faith-based podcast where your story matters. Come on over, grab a seat on the front porch, and let's talk about the writing life. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and for those of you watching this on YouTube. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, we were unable to show our ca- our faces on camera, but you will be able to see who's talking. So you can join us and listen along over there as well. So today, my special guest is a children's book author, and I am very pleased to introduce to you Timothy Stutz. Welcome to the show, Timothy. Oh, thank you, Anne. I'm delighted to be with you and everyone that's listening. Thank you so much. It's a a pleasure to have you. So why don't you tell us a bit about yourself in a summary, if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, currently, I've my my main passion right now in life is writing children's stories and sharing those stories through a children's book club that's for children and their parents. And to date, I've written more stories than anyone currently alive, 86. And I have another 10 that I'm working on and many more ideas behind that. You know, for perhaps one day I'll catch up to Hans Christian Andersen if I really have time and going. And Prior to writing children's books, I've been a practitioner and teacher of many forms of meditation, Tai Chi, Qigong, yoga, um, energetic healing practices for the last 40 years. Prior to that, I was a certified public accountant uh, with my own practice and with a national CPA firm and a couple of of the larger private firms and that that that's my that's my work background as a uh, as a child I loved reading my mom had me reading before I ever started school and I started school at four and a half and I loved Hardy Boy books I loved mysteries and I still love mysteries and adventure and unraveling things and creating things Wow, I love that because I was going to ask you what inspired you to write, but I know before when we attempted to record full video before you told me you had a lot of uh, professional writing that uh, writing that you did in your professional career. So why don't we start with what inspired you to write children's books? Inspired me to write children's books was a comment my mom made and. I wrote love poetry, I wrote philosophical poetry, and at the time that my mom made a comment about children's books, I owned a chocolate shop, which I moved into out of the CPA world. I woke up one morning and looked at my partner and said, if Hershey's can make chocolate kisses, I can make chocolate French kisses. And I proceeded to find someone who would design the chocolate lips with a tongue curled out and designed the packaging and I had no intentions of learning how to make chocolate but when when the manufacturer I had con- manufacturer I had contracted with saw the completed product they saw that 
they might make a little more money off the deal and triple the price they were charging me to make the chocolate. So <laughs> not liking that, I decided I would learn how to make chocolate and open my own chocolate shop and buy the equipment and found some other chocolate makers who taught me how to dip chocolate, which there's an art to that. And it was in that chocolate shop one day that I received a large box that I did not order and was very surprised when I opened it up to see 50 little teddy bears staring at me. Ah! And be, being a Hardy Boys fan and a certified public accountant and liking a mystery, I actually traced down who actually owned that box and where it should have been delivered. And there was a little mystery and adventure behind it because the people that owned the bears had a separate company selling teddy bears and importing them from overseas and their importer decided he would smuggle in a box and <laughs> he sent it to me instead of himself somehow but oops well uh, <laughs> that was a happy anyway. accident <laughs> <laughs> it was divine timing it was all uh -huh. divine and the owners of the teddy bears let me keep the box of teddy bears and i carried one of them around in the passenger seat of the car with me. And after about two weeks of doing this, I picked it up at a stoplight one day and asked, who are you? And to my surprise, this little teddy bear said, I'm Poet Bear. And that made sense to me because I wrote love poetry, I wrote philosophical poetry, and that sparked me to create a little book of poetry called Tales of the Heart and package it with these little teddy bears with a heart around their neck. And when I got that packaging together and set it on the counter to sell the first day, my mom took one look at it and said, you missed it, you blew it, that should have been a children's book with that little teddy bear. And at the time, you know, it was about two years after that, that companies, children's toys companies and book companies started packaging stuffed animals and books together. Mm -hmm. So I, I was a little ahead of the curve and my mom was right. You know, it should have been a children's book. It didn't sell much. But when my mom said that, I basically countered with, yeah, mom, it's love poetry, it's philosophical poetry. There's nothing in this book or in my writings anywhere for children. But that planted a seed because six months later, the first story popped into my head pretty much complete as I started to write it. And it was just me literally following what I heard in my head and writing a story. And Poet Bear became one of the characters of the many bear characters I have along with Chi Bear and Believin Bear and Bhakti Bear and there's a few other bears in there. Yeah. <laughs> but I changed but I, but I changed Poet Bear to Bliss Bear um, because the Bliss and Bliss Berry Bear sounded good. Bears like berries. Mm-hmm. And so the main character became Bliss Berry Bear who comes to Earth from the Great Bear Constellation and is Blue Pearl Starship to help children get a different perspective on challenges they're having in life or just sharing different things. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ask you some more questions about this, but I wanna stop I wanna pause for a moment.
because this reminds me of, and I don't do this often, but I'm going to share something behind the children's stories that I'm working on. I was inspired. I have a beanie bear that I got as a gift when I was in the hospital. I can't show it because we don't have our camera, you know, we don't have our cameras turned on, but I have shown this on the podcast and you guys have heard this before, but I used to, I used that bear as a totem. I used Mm -hmm. to call it beanie bear, but no, he told me his name was Theodore, the benevolent bear. Uh. <laughs> yep. And so then I crocheted we in my in my crochet class because I love to crochet. I did a, a, a candy corn stuffy. Well, I was just going to leave it as a candy corn and give it and make several of them for my nieces and nephews for Christmas. Uh, not so much. I did not add the arms and legs or the eyes and the ears and the nose and all that with it. I could see the I could see the different parts of the bear the the candy corn stuffy in my hand as I you know could could see me crocheting it the little pieces designed to me sewing it onto the candy corn. I'm like, well, I'll do it later because I was in a um, I am in the writing warriors for Jesus group and my friend and coach Jen Lowry who uh, has a couple of podcasts because she runs a publishing company now. I'm giving Jen a shout out. Um, we were talking and while I was in this boot camp session. This candy corn takes the top of his head, well, the top, you know, the pointy top, and starts nudging me, like, don't leave me in hiding. Don't leave me in hiding. <laughs> Just kept nudging me on the leg. <laughs> um, so I have a story that I've got to rework where he turns into Santa corn. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, magical oh. toys. So what? I, the, yeah. the re, and the reason I share this is because you need to listen to your characters whether they're just in your head you know that you've that god has given you or you've created or the toys that you make that come to life you need to listen to these characters because they have a they have a story to tell and they'll bug you till you tell it (laughs) what would you like to add anything to that (laughs) i've i've found that myself in fact one of the one of the last stories that I did, I had on the drawing board for a couple of years, and its original title was Patience, the Impatient Panda. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to write a story about patience. And I had it there for years. And then I decided I just got the inspiration to sit down and start writing it. And as I started writing it, it changed completely. Um, the, fin- the final title is Precious Panda Pearls because there were more pearls of peas <laughs> like perseverance and possibilities that mm-hmm. emerged as I was writing the story more than just patience. So yeah, I was just sitting down and listening and listening to what wanted to come through in that story after I had the original idea for it. I kind of have... And I'm going to be honest, I don't know why, but folks, if you, you, those of you writers, you understand this. I'm seeing this little bear beside me, not in my head, and I'm getting a picture of Blissberry Bear (laughs) in my head. And I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Is that not funny? Uh, 
I think I've been I think I've been writing these stories for so long and 40 years. Blissberry Bear has kind of taken life and does exist. <laughs> Not just a fictional character. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of funny, but so uh, the now in the book Tales uh, Fairy Tales from the Heart, did you is this a collection of stories that you published originally as picture books like um uh what is it ballad of the bees or was this a was this a collection of stories that you wanted to put together and some just and in in one big storybook yeah fair, fairy tales of the heart is 14 of the stories that i've written and i published that maybe five or six years ago uh, oh okay maybe seven or eight years ago actually and yes it was just a compilation of the some of the stories that i really enjoyed and wanted out there into the world and m most of my and then the ballad of the bees so fairy tales of the heart well i'll go with ballad of the bees so ballad of the bees came along about four years ago when my illustrator called me up and said a friend of hers who was putting together a film festival related to bees wanted a poet a poetic book about bees a poetic story about bees so she called me up and asked me if i could write that and at the time i really had not written any poetic books i had you know a few lines of poetry here and there so I enlisted the aid of my mother to research and write down every term about bees she could come up with so that I could start looking for word for word. Mm -hmm. So the ballad of the bee about I, I was able to my mom did some research and I wrote this wonderful book called The Ballad of the Bees and within the time frame of getting it to the film festival, but my illustrator did not get the illustrations done at the time. So later on, she had time to create the illustrations. So she created illustrations for The Ballad of the Bees. And The Ballad of the Bees is the only book that I have out there published right now that is fully illustrated. The Fairy Tales of the Heart with the 14 stories in it has little vignettes on some of the pages of some illustrations. Oh, okay. And all of my other books, there's no illustrations on the inside of the book. They all have a beautiful cover illustration, but I purposely leave the pictures out because I studied and had the pleasure of meeting Joseph Chilton Pierce, who was one of the foremost experts in child development on the planet. And one of the things that he said was that our human ability to create internal images is one of the highest achievements of humankind. And that allowing children to create their own images of what they hear in a book will stimulate that creativity of theirs in a way far beyond what seeing some adult's vision of a picture in a book while they're listening to what will show them. So my books have spaces on each page for the children to either draw their own pictures or to 
share with their parents or whoever's reading them the story what they're visualizing in their mind when they hear the word so that's stimulating their creative their creativeness and developing their interconnectivity with their neurons in their brain in a way that listening to picture books doesn't do right well that that i i i agree with that but uh actually i've talked to a guy that's actually turning these picture books uh, turning picture books into imagination video books where he's doing the audio descriptions of the picture books and then also having the for the visually impaired and also having the closed caption on his youtube on his youtube channel so oh, he's turning the really cool. yeah I absolutely love that. And he's done it as a podcast. I absolutely love it. Um, so, and I all, and I do want to say, I love the story about the hummingbird because I have a very, hummingbirds are my favorite and I can share a story. Uh, yeah. Because I was sitting on my front, on my porch one day and well, a couple of days, one day the hummingbird just flew back and forth chirping at me. And then, and then the next day, it kind of scared me because I didn't know what it was, but I could hear the of the wings uh -huh. and the hummingbird almost touched. It came close to my face, almost close uh, enough to touch. So, so, so those are pre those are precious moments. Yep, they are. And then I read and, and I read I did some research I read online that they, and, and it says that if hummingbird comes close to you like that, it's a special blessing. So when you see a hummingbird just stay still and if it approaches don't be afraid of it oh they are i i have i too i i've had some magical moments with hummingbirds um i was doing tai chi one time and at the end of my practice i was going into a sting somebody mm -hmm. and a hummingbird and came and flew right into that hug <laughs> and, and just sat there and hovered in front of me looking at me and i've i've had hummingbirds lay themselves out on hot days on a big fern leaf and allow me to spray them with a little bit of water so yeah i i, I and it's those magical moments of being with hummingbirds that i wove into that story but the the original idea for that story was, as a child, the most traumatic experience I had <laughs> up until that time was I had a BB gun. Ah. And I practiced that shooting, you know, targets and everything. And then one day I made the unfortunate mistake of seeing a bird on a wire and shooting the bird and as i did that everything was slow motion and i literally it's like i could hear the bb enter the bird i could watch the bird fall to the ground in slow motion and in that moment something just reverberated through my entire body that i had just violated a universal principle you know, it's like I just threw the I just threw the entire universe off kilter by, 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 by killing something for no reason. Mm. And so it was that experience that triggered the uh, the hummingbird story.
and then weaving the magic of the hummingbird into different ways children can look at different things they have to do in life from a different perspective, that there's magic in everything they do from brushing their teeth to saying prayers or to whatever it is, there's always some magic in everything they're doing. Wow, would you believe that hummingbird actually hung around the um, my roof and flew over my head and ended up stretching itself out on my porch rail? <laughs> Yep, I believe that. <laughs> and, then I and then I touched its wing, I think, and it scared me, and I think I scared it too, but it came back last year. I was sitting in the swing, and it, it didn't come close, but I heard it, but I heard its wings came back to say hello. <laughs> they, they do that. They, they, they love to come back to where they were. I've, I've had yeah. neighbors that uh, hummingbirds come back every year to make the nest in the same place. Yeah, I don't have a feeder, but I don't know. I don't know what 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 it what it saw in me, but it was it was it was awesome. I love the hummingbird. Yeah. So, um, let's talk about your writing process because that's one of the things I like to cover. So, when you wrote the the children's books, did you did you have any? I did you like plot any of the stories, or did you just sit down and write them? I just sit down and write them. <clears throat> you know, I get I get the the idea pops into my head, or something triggers it. Mm -hmm. Like I was sitting on the beach with my daughter one day, and she was digging in the sand and finding all kinds of treasures, and that just triggered in my mind uh, that you know there's things hiding in our everyday things that we don't know are hiding there, like fire hides in wood, and you just have to. Ah. generate the heat to light that fire and see the fire and you know animals live in seashells so right. I, I wrote a story about things that are hidden and so to look for the hidden things in life and yeah ideas just literally it's something I see something I hear something that pops into my head I I wanted to write a story about virtues so I, I had that on the drawing board for years. Just the idea, I want to write a story about virtues. And about a year ago, I was introduced to this lady who every year for Christmas, she gives her nephew books for the 12 days of Christmas. And on the 12th day, she gives him a big package of books. And I just ah. thought that was so wonderful. And wrote that down that I wanted to write a story you know including that so right before Christmas this year while I was meditating all of a sudden the I her story with a story on virtues and I wrote that and it came out fully in poetry it's called the um, 13th day of Christmas on the 13th day of Christmas I wrote it in less than two hours. My graphic artist turned around an illustration for it in less than two hours, which is unheard of. <laughs> so literally within a day, I had the complete thing sitting done and ready to be shared by Christmas. Wow, that is amazing. Yeah, so it's, it, it's, it's magical. And you know, one, one time I sat down to write a story and as I started, the story started writing itself backwards. So it started with the, 
it started with the ending and ended up at the beginning. And I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> oh, that's God. But have you ever, and, and this is something that I wrote a poem about actually, because I like to write poetry too. But have you ever had started a story and felt like you were writing in the void? Like you start and then you, you, you stall out because you hit a dead end? Actually, I've never experienced that. Ah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if that was it's, something you... Like no, it's like the story is, it's pretty much complete within my head when I start. I have no idea what's going to come. Literally, literally, I mean, I most of the time I have no idea what's going to follow. I have the complete idea of what I think is going to be there, but how it translates into each sentence and each paragraph and every little nuance that works its way in, I have no idea what's going to happen. So I just allow that to flow. And I'm literally surprised what comes out as I'm writing the stories. So they, they, they surprise me as much as they surprise anybody who's reading them, because a lot of times, I most of the time, I have no idea what word's going to come next, what paragraph's going to come next. And maybe the story will change itself, like um, Patience the Impatient Panda, because I also had no intention of making that story mostly poetic. And I was also in a lot of um, parenting principles using nonviolent communication. And it's all the story of how a panda from birth, so it has facts about pandas from birth until three years old when they leave their parent, their mom, mm -hmm. and a lot of interactions with the mom and how the mom responds to what the baby's doing. And I was able to work in some Qigong exercises. I was able to work in some songs into this story. And I had no intention of doing that when I started writing. Ah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've experienced it, but I just didn't know if that was, that was something you'd experience the, the experience. And I don't know why it's on my brain today. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, one time, man, I actually, I was going before I moved to where I am now, I was going through my computer files and everything on the stories because I hadn't, I go in spurts. Sometimes I don't write for years. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that those times it's kind of like um, an athlete that trains and trains and trains and hits a plateau and they don't go any further. Yeah. And I, th I think God does that with me. You know, it's like, I have to learn more. I have to absorb more. I have to know more. I have to experience more of life before I can write more stories. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I was going through my story my story list and I found this story and I started reading it and I said, God, I wonder who wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I actually had a friend that we were designing a, um, a children's, like an educational course at one point in time mm -hmm. together. And I thought, well, ma man, maybe Rebecca wrote that. So I called up Rebecca and sent it to her and said, you know, did you write this? And she said, no, you did. Um, so that, that sounds like my musical experience. Yeah, you know, it's like this stuff comes through. It's like gifts. And so. And, and I the music. Finishing that. Oh, wow. And... 
So what, what was your musical? Experience? Okay, because I, I haven't done it in a while, but I was teaching myself how to play the piano on my, my aunt, my aunt's, the keyboard that she gave me. And um, there was this little, this simple sample. I don't even remember what it was called. And I remember practicing it. But one night I was standing there at the keyboard. I remember playing the beginning and the ending. And I know I was playing, but the, the, the music just took me with it. And I have no idea what was in the middle. Oh, <laughs> oh that's beautiful. I actually, I actually wrote a children's story around Christmas with the, with the same experience that a child had when he played a flute ah. you know, it, it's like the music of the flute took him places deep inside of him where there was magical knowings and things that were revealed to him that never appeared normally he had to be playing the flute so i'm curious do you are because i did i had not planned on doing this when i was writing my first that theodore benevolent bear story that i'm working on uh that i've got to do revisions on but when i was writing parts of that it was like i'm like okay i'll listen to these fantasy soundtracks and stuff and see if i because i because i get inspired by dreams oh no i wasn't inspired by dreams i sat there and i was just seeing this play out in my head and all I could do was write it it was like I was on a whole nother it was like the story just flowed through me yes it was writing me yes I feel that <laughs> every, I feel that with every story that comes through me <laughs> yep so do you have um any if you had a, if, if you wanted to leave the listeners with a takeaway, what would that be? Related to books? Yeah, related to books <laughs> and writing. I'm sorry. <laughs> Relate, related to books, I would say read, 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 read. And it's a way of learning about ourselves. It's a way of learning about life. It's a way of learning about other cultures. It's a way of tapping into our inner ability to create images and imagine things while we're listening and reading. And if you're a parent, if you're even thinking of having a child start reading to that child when they're in the womb, because the child starts responding to your voice at five months and there's lots of suggest and um, great, great meditation masters that talk about, you know, if you want your child to be a scientist, start reading them scientific information when they're in the womb. If you want them to be a great musician, start playing me classical music or any kind of music you want them to you know, be attuned to because the, that child inside is uh, picking up those vibrations so that we have the we have the power to start in our child's development while they're in the womb and not understand what they pick up on the love in your voice and the inflections and reading to children creates a bonding time with them and you that is so precious that you don't get elsewhere. 
So, yeah, I'd say just read, 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 be a family together, read to your children and learn together. Wow. So where can people find you online? Timothy Stutz, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-S-T-U-E. And if they go to the menu there, I have a freebie section that has some free fairy tales, free songs, free guided meditations for the entire family, some um, actual Qigong exercises. There's something there for everyone. And there's also a webinar that I just created for parents and it's called three magic wands for more creative happier and empowered children so that that's also there at in the freebie section at the website ah okay do you have a social media presence i do i'm on facebook and i have a facebook page at transformations.timothy and I'm beginning to establish more of a presence on Instagram and Twitter. That That's coming along, but mostly Facebook is where I'm at right now. And all those links can be found on your website, right? Yes, they can. Okay. And the links will be in the show notes. So uh, tell me about this. You have a yoga, for chil- a yoga DVD for children. I, I, I saw that in your book. Tell me what uh, a little bit about your... I do. Well, as a... As a one of my favorite practices that I found was called the five animal frolics and it's actually the very first form of exercise that was recorded that we know about Mm -hmm. it was about a about 100 AD a Chinese doctor discovered that watching animals he saw that all of the movements in animals are healthy. So he put together a series of movements where you imitate uh, a, a crane, a bear, a deer, a tiger, and a monkey. Oh. And, it's one of the, and it's one of my most favorite practices. It's been, it really, it disappeared for a long time. And then a Chinese, a Chinese lady was, had cancer and rediscovered these exercises and used and actually had two, two hospitals in China um, use this form of exercise as the main way of healing. The character mm-hmm. Blissberry Bear. So I had a huge bear costume made by the man who made Disney's original costumes way back when. And he was making a Blissberry Bear costume for me. And when I left one day, I saw he had a deer costume hanging on. So I asked him if I could borrow the deer costume. And he said, well, I don't use it going out of the business and you can buy it. Now I have to do, and I just got the idea that I wanted to create costumes for these five an, five animal frolics. Oh, wow. So I couldn't get a crane costume, so I substituted an eagle for the crane. 
And there's another form, a couple other forms of Qigong that I love. And one is where you pat your body down and hit your body with your fist and your hands and gorillas pound their chest. So I had a gorilla costume made and I practiced another form of Qigong that was only practiced by royalty in China. It wasn't known to the common people and it involves a dragon. So I had a dragon costume made. So I had seven costumes made and I did these now the seven called them the power animal frolics dvd and now it's a course online where children parents anybody can belong to me exercises in these beautiful costumes oh okay that sounds like that sounds like a good way to get children to teach children different it's exercises power oh i'm sorry you cut out for a second yes and they're yeah they are the longest segment is like four minutes so it can hold a child's attention and they don't have to do an entire practice like an adult would do they can get used to just doing a little bit at a day and follow along and pretend to be this animal yep fun playtime stuff so if and and this was inspired by um by another podcast i've been listening to what is your call to action My call to action is visit timothystutz.com slash freebies and take a look at that webinar for creating happier, more creative, and more empowered children. There's, It's not just for children. There's some secrets I've learned for adults on how to learn to make choices. Always that always resonate and a, and a few other things in there that teach them how to you know visualize and help their child develop without teaching them anything just by visualizing what you want your child to experience in life so ah, thank you okay. thank, thank you for thank you for asking that Okay. Well, yeah, I think I am going to ask that from now on because I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. So in closing, are there any last minute words you'd like to share? Ah, just a blessing for everyone to be their loving, happy, peaceful self in every moment. And if they find themselves challenged to just take a moment, bring their hands to their heart, breathe, connect in with a deeper who they are, and then look at what's before them with different eyes. Well, thank you so much. I want to thank you for being my special guest this week. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Despite the technical difficulties, I, my prayer is that you find something of value in this in in this podcast episode because there's so much joy in in writing story, telling stories, writing stories and 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 encouraging and inspiring children and adults 
to be more creative and to learn and and love learning and love life and yes. yes so we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired write something inspiring and share your creation with the world for when you've touched one life you've touched thousands thanks for joining us on inspirational journeys and remember your story matters have a blessed day everyone Are you looking for a professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and detailed-oriented editor who provides high-quality editing services at reasonable prices? Why not give Plot Stitch Editorial Services a try? As your friendly Plot Stitch editor, I will help you turn your messy manuscript into a story that engages readers from start to finish. Services include refining story structure, character development, filling in plot holes, show versus tell, passive versus active voice, dialogue enhancements, copy editing, and proofreading. Send queries to theplotstitch at gmail.com. That's theplotstitch at gmail.com. Plotstitch Editorial Services, bringing stories that matter to life. Hey guys, this is Anne from the Inspirational Journeys podcast, and my special guest Joe Templin has an offer for for my listeners and viewers. Take it away, Joe. And thank you. And again, thank you for bringing me on. This was a wonderful conversation. I'm glad that I could reach out and help your people grow. And to continue to help them to grow, we have an offer. If they go to the website everyday-excellence.com and use the code inspirational journeys at checkout from the shop, they can get a 10% discount on anything there to be able to help them with their personal journey to grow and inspire others. You heard it here, folks. You get a 10% discount on everything in the store at everyday-excellence.com using promo code inspirational journeys. Happy rating, writing, and celebrate the day. everybody this is Anne from the inspirational journeys podcast and I'm here today with Teresa from struggling blessed but not alone podcast how are you today Anne I'm doing good how about you Teresa I'm good so what's up I've got some news for you really what's that did you know that our listeners can support our podcasts no can you please share more about that Okay, so while you're listening to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, hit the support this podcast button. With your contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 a month, you're helping us achieve our goals. Wait a minute, Anne. Are you telling me all that our listeners have to do is hit that support button and they could give a donation? That's right. Wow. Hey guys, thanks for wanting to do that for us. Have a blessed day. So 
I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched thousands. You've been listening to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter, with your host, Anne Harrison. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. Visit my website at AnnWritesInspiration.com, subscribe to my YouTube channel, and follow me on Facebook and Pinterest at AnnWritesInspiration and on Twitter at AnnWrites75 for more inspirational content. Thanks for listening, and remember, your story matters.